gentlemen, to a brand new year of JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon. Joined as always with the man who's getting the engine revved up, it's Captain Tibbs. That is right. New year, same old Tibbs, same old Sills, and we're going to be right here, and we're going to be here at the JWF. I hope you're ready for another great year of wrestling. That's right, and as I said, you're getting that engine revved up because we're about to head down the road to Wrestlepalooza. But the first pit stop, Tibbs, is one important one, and it is the Regal Rumble. Because without the Regal Rumble, hell, we won't know what the main event of Wrestlepalooza is going to be. Because, of course, we know at the Regal Rumble, 30 men enter the ring, but only one man leaves with the main event spot of Wrestlepalooza and a shot to become the JWF World Heavyweight Champion. Absolutely. I love the Regal Rumble because you get to see a little bit from everybody. You get to see just how far everybody's come over the last year. And you get to see who is going to be worth it. Who is worth the main event of Wrestlepalooza. That's right. And we may find out who's worth it right now. Checking out our power rankings. Which first, I'd like to start with our tag team rankings. Coming in at number five, the team of Coach and friend no victories under their belt so far only two losses but we've also seen coach and friend down in jxt we have seen coach and friend in singles competition perform very well And, and tips let me tell you something i think this may be the year coach and friend finally can clinch something Hope so. Sills has seen Coach and Friend come back with a breath of fresh air to the tag division because it's made me realize once again that the fifth most powerful tag team we have has two losses. And Sills, that's it. All right, New Year's resolution. Do something with the tag division. Better tag division. Write that down. That is right. Now let's move on to the number four, number three spots, the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys and the War Wizards. Both of them JWF Tag Team Champions in 2020, and both of them are definitely looking to make a big comeback in the new year. But I got to give the War Wizards a little bit of an issue because we do know Scotty Moore and JXT have actually recruited one half of the War Wizards, Jeremis, to perform on their show. So you know Jeremus's attention has to be divided right now between JXT and his tag team with the War Wizard here in JWF. And Sills, I'm ready to give a little bit of benefit to the doubt to old, old Jeremus, but uh, if if any of his, if his performance starts to lack because of his work in JXT, well, we're going to have to have a talk with the War Wizards. That's right. Coming in at number two are the VWO. Five victories, two losses, two Hot. And we, of course, know the VWO, they had that phenomenal first blood match against their own brethren, the number one ranked tag team, the Hammer Sons, back at Scotty Mania. But now that we see it, Hammer Sons, number one ranked. They are on the rankings, which means they do not have the championship belt. And that's got to be the saddest thing to realize is the fact that coming into 2021, we do not have a respected dominant tag team like the Hammer Sons holding our most prestigious belts. Instead, we have don't say it. Fucking bananas in pajamas. At the don't how? say you said it. You how? said it. How? Well, Sills, I'll tell you how. Underhanded crookery 
It was completely legal, and it was my fault. Because <laughs> Bananas and Pajamas won the JWF Tag Team Cash in the Bag last year. They decided to cash in at the Timmy Awards. It wasn't even a wrestling show. It's just the worst. That's right. Things in the Cloud family, the BW on the Rising Suns, it really does not seem to fare well when it comes to the Tibby Awards. Last year, the VW, or I'm sorry, in 2019, the BWO got attacked by the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys when they won Tag Team of the Year. This year, our Tag Team of the Year immediately lost their tag titles as they were coming out. I, I mean, I, I, Tibbs, I'll be honest with you, I don't think you need to give those boys any more trophy. Well, so that, that, there's a problem, though, because they keep fucking earning them. <laughs> that is right. But now, why don't we move on to our singles tag team rankings. Coming in at number five is our captain's champion, the man known as Blake Tanner. Three victories, six losses. But I, I'll be honest, I'm kind of shocked to see Blake Tanner make it onto this list. I mean, yes, he had a great display against Ghazi and Scotty Mania, but um, honestly, 2020 really seemed to be a floundering year for him. I, in your opinion, what would it take to get Blake Tanner back to the top? Well, so at this point, Blake Tanner, uh, he, he started to reinvigorate himself. The, the surprising thing about that is all three of those victories came close to the tail end of last year, close to the end of 2020 after we started ranking all of our victories and defeats. And Blake Tanner, he's finally started to rank up some W's on there, but he's got to make up for all those L's. You see, he's still got six losses right there. He's got to keep that momentum at the that he had at the end of 2020 into 2021. But is that going to happen? We'll have to see. That's right. Coming in at number four is Scotty Moore. Four victories, four losses. The man is 50-50. Number three, Hollywood Hulcher. Nine victories, seven losses. I don't think there's a man currently in JWF who has wrestled as much as Hollywood Hulcher, which, of course, has to be thanks to that best of seven series with Danny Roanoke. But Hulcher does have an opportunity to move up a little higher in tonight's main event where he takes on number two in the power rankings, Robert Hill, for the opportunity to win the second wind, which, of course, is the opportunity to enter the Regal Rumble not once, but twice. Twice. That also reminds me, Sills, maybe no more best of seven series while we're still doing rankings like this. I realize just how much that could skew the counter, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is right. But, of course, Robert Hill, we know he's never been pinned or submitted, but he was defeated back at Scotty Mania, and he was defeated by a boy I know you know all too well. He is number one in our power rankings. He is your son, Chuck Tibbs. And we, of course, know thanks to that victory, he is going on to the Regal Rumble to face our champion, Guy Fieri for the JWF Championship. And, and Tibbs, you know Chuck definitely has a vendetta when it comes to Fieri. I mean, Fieri's the one who won the title from him, for God's sake. This is gonna be this is gonna be a big hurdle for Chuck to overcome. Of course, Chuck Tibbs, Chuck, who has came so far over the last year, who who starts off 2021 with being number one in the power rankings, really earning his spot as wrestler of the year 2020. And, and I think Sills, with this kind of momentum behind him, Guy Fieri better watch his back. 
Uh, that's right. But now I want to move back to our tag division, specifically those men I was talking about earlier, Bananas in Pajamas. Now, Tibbs, we have seen some celebration victories in the past, but nothing like what Bananas in Pajamas have been doing over the past two weeks. According to them, they've been on a cross-country tour, stopping in every city they can, getting drunk to all hell, partying with the belts every single night. And Tibbs, is that kind of the kind of behavior you want from a champion? Now, Sills, I would say that is not what I want to see coming in to, to this stadium every week. However, that is what I did in the 80s. So I kind of can't really be the judge on that one. That is right, but Bananas in Pajamas, we finally got them. I think they were on a, a plane back from Miami, finally stopped them in Birmingham, brought them back into the show, and they are here for their first interview as JWF Tag Team Champions. So why don't we hear what the tag champs have to say? Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Don McDonald backstage here with the two men who have had quite the celebration going over the past few weeks, the team of Johnny Bananas and Joey Pajamas. That's right, it's Bananas and Pajamas. How you doing, boys? Oh, well, uh, we, uh, you uh, know, no, we she, did she, all... she, yeah, No, no, please, I have got the biggest headache. Just calm it down oh, a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, 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 no problem, no yeah. problem, bro. So, yeah, yeah, you see... We've been celebrating and we've been partying for the past two weeks because, you know, yep. your boys, we finally got back those titles. Hey, we put bananas in pajamas on the map, didn't we? Oh, sorry. Oh, we right next to the USA, baby. Yeah, he's getting it. He's getting He's feeling it again. That's right. I'm talking about the JWF Tag Team Championships, baby. We got them right here. You see them. We did not pawn them at all. And you know something? Anybody can win the tag titles, but not just anybody gets the opportunity to hold it twice. Two times! cup it in your hands, you know, Two only time. the best of the best get to hold these titles twice. In fact, Mr. McDonald, God, McDonald's would be good right now. Mr. McDonald, Ooh. only three teams... In the history of the JWF have gotten the honor of being on top of this proverbial mountain two times. Of course, I'm talking about the BS. A team that doesn't exist anymore, right? They, they ain't uh, getting yeah, back together oh, like oh, ever. No, no, really? no. The VWO. No. Uh, they may as well not exist anymore because no, no. they suck. And now, Bananas in pajamas the only three teams to have held this title two times which no matter what the little trolls on the internet say means you are now staring at the best tag team of all time and we're gonna celebrate being the best of all time by drinking some Jager bombs oh right some gold schlager drink some homemade vodka oh yeah drink Mm, drank it. The I drank white, it. Some white Russians. Okay, okay. Yeah, drank that. Some, da, drank some that whiskey sours. Oh, God, you know what, boss? I'm, uh, I'm going to be sick. Okay, look, let's just go get some McDonald's. We'll get one of those the sandwiches we got the maple syrup in the, in the pancakes. Yeah, 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 yeah chicken nuggets. Yeah, let's go get those. Ted Chips, baby! Tibbs, um, as as a fellow commentator, 
Sometimes I just like to look at you because I know you book the company. You own this company. I, I'm just an impartial commentator. I just like to look at you and see your reactions when you realize those men are your champions. How do you feel about that? I fucked up, okay? There is no other way that this could have happened. I have fucked up somewhere, and this is the just punishment that I deserve, apparently, because that... I mean, just sills... McDonald's really would be nice right now, though, wouldn't it? I mean, it would. But why don't we move on from those champions to our JWF captain's champion, the man known as Blake Tanner, who we already said did not have much of a banner year in 2020, but we did have the Tibby Awards just a few short weeks ago. And I think for the first time in JWF history, our current captain's champion was not one of the nominees for Wrestler of the Year. And Tips... I gotta say, I think that goes to show just how rough of a year Blake Tanner had had up to that point. Absolutely, Sills. Like I said, it, it, he might have started turning around at the tail end here, but the tail end ain't gonna do it. Uh, you know, uh, it might make 2021 better, but uh, you're just gonna leave 2020 in the garbage pit where you were. That is right, Tibbs. But Blake Tanner has come to the show this week. He was furious and requested time on the show to let his feelings be known. And I've been told he's going to be making a challenge for next week. So why don't we go down to the ring and hear what Blake Tanner has to say. Last week, for the second year in a row, I'd like to add, Blake Tanner was snubbed at the Tibby Awards. I didn't even receive a single nomination. How the hell is that fair? I ask you. Come on. I, I know things were a little rough for me last year, but I had some truly amazing moments. I mean, at the end there, when I started to rekindle myself from the ashes of 2020, and yet, there I was, forgotten, at the greatest award show of them all. Despite snuffing out Gazi, probably the most overhyped wrestler of the entire year, I remain forgotten. Despite ending the undefeated streak of the Dylan and winning the JWF Captain's Championship from him, I remain forgotten. You know what? That's okay. That is okay. A-okay. Because 2020 was a dog shit year that we'd all rather forget about, right? It was terrible in every single way imaginable. 2020 was a bad joke with a terrible punchline that made us all cry. And now, now that 2020's over, I know in my heart that 2021 is going to be the year of Blake Tanner. Mark it down on your calendars, people. I'm calling my shot right here, right now. This is going to be the year where I get back into the mind of every single fan of the JWF and remind them exactly what Blake Tanner is capable of. I'm going to be the comeback kid that you've all been waiting for. I'm going to bounce back better than ever and earn this championship around my waist each and every single time I get in the ring. So, with that in mind, 
Let's start the year of Blake off with a bang. And next week, why don't I go up against your so-called wrestler of the year for 2020, Chuck Tibbs? Why don't I show you how undeserving of that title Chuck Tibbs is? Why don't I show you why every single bit of respect that Chuck Tibbs gets showered with should rightfully go to me and not that pathetic little whelp who barely keeps it together week in and week out? You know what? The more I think about it, the more I see that Chuck, Chuck is the perfect embodiment of 2020, isn't he? He's that ever-growing pile of bullshit that heaped up during 2020 every single week. I mean, come on. Is there anybody in their right minds that believes that Chuck Tibbs deserved the JWF championship last year? Or truthfully, do you think he deserved winning Wrestler of the Year? I mean, seriously, the guy got shot after shot, opportunity after opportunity, and he failed miserably. You might be riding that high right now, Chuck, but don't forget what we've all known in the back about you ever since you've shown up in this company. Something that all the Tibbies in the world couldn't change. You are and will always remain a loser. So, Chuck... Why don't you join me next week as we put an end to this shit year the right way? By me crushing the living embodiment of 2020's head straight into the mat until he's barely able to breathe and put this whole year right back where it belongs. Dying in the gutter. Tibbs, I think you just threatened to kill your son. Like, I, I understand we all want to be like, yeah, let's fight, but I, I, I think Blake Tanner may have snapped a little bit. Tibbs, I think there might be a little bit of projection going on here. <clears throat> I think that, that might, Blake Tanner might be seeing my son as the true embodiment of 2020, and he might have actually just planned to kill him in the ring. I, I can't do anything about it. But I just want all of us to know that is what he said. That that is what he said right there. I'm worried because it is Blake Tanner. That is right. But speaking of Blake Tanner, why don't we talk to a man who is a longtime tag team partner of Blake Tanner, the man known as Scotty Moore, a man who I know you have had some issues with in the past. We, of course, know he won control over the JWF from you back at last year's Crossing the Line pay-per-view, which, of course, led to Scotty Mania, a pay-per-view he entirely booked, which I got to say turned out a lot better than many people were suspecting. Well, it turned out great, Silves, because at the end of it, Chuck Tibbs, the wrestler of the year for 2020, one of the best wrestlers, won back control of the company for me. It was a great show. That is right. But in addition, we also saw the return of the man known as Funky Pelosi Tibbs, a a man who let's be let's not forget in the lead up to crossing the line, Scotty Moore sent Ghazi to break his arm. Scotty dropped his head into the mat. And if you ever heard Scotty talk on commentary about Funky Flossy, he would talk with pride, but also 
disappointment. Every step of the way, Scotty would take his shots at Funky Flossie. And I'll be honest, I don't think Scotty was prepared for Funky to return, let alone win an entire battle royal that gave Funky the opportunity to face off against Scotty 101 at the Regal Rumble. And you know what, Sills? Seeing Funky Flossie return after how he was absolutely brutalized by Scotty Moore, how he was almost destroyed, how his arm was almost broken, to return to that kind of victory, to get the chance to show Scotty Moore every single bit of punishment that he's been given over those last couple of months there, Sills. That, I can't wait to see it. That's right, and Funky Flossie has returned to our backstage area, and he is with one of our top interviewers right now. So why don't we hear what Funky Flossie has to say after that amazing return? Hello, everybody. Honeypot McMike in the streets, demon in the sheets, here with a man who has earned the opportunity to face Scotty Moore in just a few weeks at the Regal Rumble. The man known as Funky Flossie. Now, uh, Funky... How do you feel about heading into this epic matchup? Well, let me tell you something, Honeypot. I feel vindicated, man. I, after months of Scotty Moore taking every opportunity to dog me, to insult me, to claim that my time on the main roster has been disappointing, after Scotty Moore sending his goon squad to break my arm and put me out of action after every single wrong that has been sent my way in one night, I turned it all around. You, you know, I watched, I watched that match back damn near a, a dozen times since then. And, and you know, it's not the rush of adrenaline returning in front of the crowd that gets me. It's not the feeling of victory sweep over my face. It's, it's the fear in the voice of Scotty Moore, man. It's the fear of him knowing what's coming next that gets me. Because you know, you know something, I'll, I'll admit it, Scotty Moore is right. My time on the main roster has been disappointing. My lack of TV time has been disappointing, but the JWF universe is about to see exactly what they've been missing out on this whole time because Funky Flossie isn't coming to the Regal Rumble for, what'd you say, an epic matchup. No, Funky Flossie's coming to win the whole damn thing. Because as vindicated as I feel headed into this match, I feel an even bigger chip on my shoulder. Scotty, listen, I know you're listening to my words right now, big man, and I know you think this match is an afterthought for you. I mean, I heard your speech at the Tibby Awards. I heard you disrespect me. You wanted to talk about winning the Regal Rumble. You wanted to talk about becoming champion. And the whole time, you seem to forget that there's one very, very big, pissed-off obstacle in your way. And you're looking right at it. So at the Regal Rumble, Funky Flossie is going to prove you wrong, brother. And I will earn your respect, whether you like it or not. Well, Tibbs fired up promo there from Funky Flossie, a man who, in the past, let's be honest, Funky's usually coming to the ring looking happy, looking uh, really happy-go-lucky. The crowd loves him. We've not seen that kind of serious attitude out of him, but it looks like Scotty Moore has certainly brought it out of him. 
Well, 100% Sills, after seeing the, the, the things that Scotty Moore did to Funky Flossie, how Scotty Moore treated Flossie like a, a, a failed experiment. He, he, he has just everything right on his side, and vindication needs to be Funky Flossie's, and I think that he's going to take it. That's right. I mean, let's not forget, in JXT, Scotty Moore is the one who brought in Funky Flossy. He was a huge proponent of him. And apparently, according to Scotty, once he got to the main roster, he said sink or swim. And in Scotty's opinion, Funky sunk. But now he is back, and it looks like he is ready to swim and swim with sharks at the Regal Rumble. But right now, it's time and for Scott, a- er, And Sills, I need to tell you. I need to tell you, I could have stopped this match. I could have stopped any of the matches that Scotty Moore had booked going from Scotty Maney. But I didn't want to. (laughs) This is a match that I wanted to see. That is right, Tibbs. But speaking of a match, I know a lot of people are wanting to see. Why don't we see this? The first match in 2021 for JWF Monday Night Ignition. You know, a lot of people like to put their big hitters in, their main inventors. Instead, we are putting in two of the nominees for last year's Rookie of the Year Tibby Award and just seeing what they can do, which is why in our main event, it is Hollywood Holcher, the man who, of course, we said earlier, best of seven series, the most matches in JWF, taking on the unpinned and unsubmitted Robert Hill and Tibbs. To me, that makes me think that Hollywood Ultra has one hell of a hill to climb. Absolutely, Sills. Hollywood Ultra, he has had an impressive year, but Robert Hill, Robert Hill has come into this company like a freight train. Robert Hill still unpinned and unsubmitted, and that is that is the, the, the mountain that you're going to have to climb to beat the hill. That is right. I mean, let's not forget this all started at the Tibby Awards. Hollywood Holcher awarded uh, Rookie of the Year. Robert Hill did not take too kindly to that. Attacked him on the way to the ring before declaring that he was going to enter this year's Regal Rumble, win it, and then win the JWF title in the main event. And you know, a lot of times at the Tibby Awards, a lot of guys, I hate to say it, talk out of their ass. But when Robert Hill says he is going to do something, there's a lot of me that says he's going to. But this match is getting ready to begin, and that bell goes ding, and oh my god, Hollywood Holcher just slapping Robert Hill across the face. What the hell kind of technique is that starting things off? Not a good idea, Sills, is what it is. That is a, a, you just slapped a bear. You just slapped a bear, and now you're... Hollywood, I don't know what you're thinking right now. That's right. Now Robert going for a clothesline. But ooh, Hollywood ducking it and then slapping him across the face again. Holcher is poking this bear as he backs up into the corner. Robert charging him. But ooh, Holcher getting out of the way, sending Robert shoulder first into the ring post and just sending some vicious kicks to the back of the knees is Hollywood Holcher. And this is a wise move. Try to clip out those knees. He is a big man. If you get rid of the knees, you can certainly take him off his game that looks like what Holcher's game plan is being maybe he's pissing him off he's trying to get him kind of off his game Sills he's trying to use Hollywood Holcher is trying to use his his extreme agility to outfox Robert Hill and that might be working. It looks like it's working right now, but will it work for the rest of the match? That's right now. Holcher off the ropes, grabs him, and then, ooh, beautiful crucifix bomb, and he holds on for the pinfall. One, 
two, ooh, kick out. But look at this, Holcher immediately not relenting, going after the legs once again. I mean, I think Hollywood knows you gotta get this big guy's legs out quick. I mean, I know a lot of people think you, you wanna go and try to outlast him in the match, try to outlast him and let him tire himself out. But we've seen in the past, Robert Hill, he has got the strength, he has got the tenacity, and he can go long with the best of them. Robert Hill has an impressive amount of stamina, but I think that what Hollywood is doing right here, getting him on the mat and trying to take his legs out, is the exact kind of strategy you need to take someone like Robert Hill out. You can't give him any quarter. That's right. Now, I do want to ask you this. We, of course, know the winner of this match gets granted the second win in the Regal Rumble match, meaning even if you get eliminated, you can come back. Now, which of these two men do you think is going to benefit the most out of this? Holcher, he may need it more, but Robert may be able to put it to the bigger advantage. I mean, Robert could hold on to that second win, get all the way to the 30th entrant, and then there won't be a 30th entrant because Robert never used the second win. That's right, Sills. If you don't use that second win, you can knock, you knock the guy in number 30 right out. That is just how the second win works. It kind of sucks, but, you know, they, they just send the 30 guy up in 29. It's all right. It's terrible. Robert Hill could definitely use it, though. That's right. That is how math works. But, wait, hold on. Robert getting back to his feet, but Holcher with a big running knee, but, ooh, Looks like Robert wisely rolling to the outside before Holcher can cause any more damage, but that doesn't matter. Hollywood off the rope. Tope Suicida, but oh, Robert catches him in midair out of that Tope Suicida, and then a beautiful fisherman suplex to the outside, dumping Hollywood Holcher into the damned crowd. Uh, they're getting a up close and personal wrestling experience right now in the first row. That's what you pay for. Those are the good seats right there. That's right. And you see our referee Shibata at a count of four. Both men got to get back in the ring, but Robert doesn't care. Look at this. Just punching down onto the body of Holger over the barricade, making sure he stays down. Robert's got to get back in the ring if he wants any hope of winning in this one, Tibbs. That is true, Sills. It's not going to matter if we get a double count out. We're going to have to have somebody get the second win. That's right. Shibata now at a count of seven. Holcher down and out. The crowd surrounding him. Robert finally climbing back up into the ring, getting up on the apron. Shibata at a count of nine. What can Holcher do at this point? But oh my God! Holcher! Holcher springboarding off the barricade onto the apron and then goes for a big spear through the ropes. But ooh, Robert stops him. Robert catches him. Goes for the gaslighter, but Holcher reverses into a beautiful skyliner. Goes for the pinfall. One, two. Ooh, but Robert kicks out at the last minute after what was an amazing display from Hollywood Holcher. That man just soared through the air, tent. <laughs> Let me tell you, Sills, that is how you get back in the ring in style. Hollywood Holcher does not want to lose this match. That's right, and it looks like he's trying to finish things off right now, calling for Robert to get back to his feet. Kick to the gut, and he's got him hooked. He's got him ready. Goes for the Hollywood Hills, but no, Robert reverses into an arm drag before grabbing him. Gaslighter from out of nowhere. Goes for the pinfall. One, two, Three and Tibbs just like that. Robert Hill defeating Hollywood Holcher, who, like I said earlier, put on an amazing display, but he could not get over the unpinned, unsubmitted King of the Hill, who, who all it took one gaslighter, drop him on his skull, and that took out Holcher for good. 
It was a valiant effort on the part of Hollywood Holger. He started out with some great strategy. But as it turns out with, with Robert Hill, is you're going to need more than just a good strategy to get one up on the king of the hill. And now that man has a second win. And so I'm going to say it right here, right now. I think we got the winner of the 2021 Regal Rumble right there in the ring. That is right, but before we can get to that, we got to get through next week's episode of JWF Monday Night Ignition, where, of course, as we stated earlier, your son Chuck Tibbs is taking on Blake Tanner. In addition, we are going to get an interview from Scotty Moore in response to his match against Funky Flossie at the Regal Rumble, and Tibbs, the king, not the king of the hill, but the king of Flavortown is returning the JWF World heavyweight champion Guy Fieri is coming back, and I think he has got a lot to say. I mean, we talk about Blake Tanner not winning anything at the uh, Tibby Awards. Guy Fieri, he also walked home with a big old goose egg, and you know he's not happy about that. No, Sills, this is gonna be this is gonna be retribution for the ages. If I if I have to say anything about it, but Guy Fieri, he's coming back, and we're gonna have to hear what he has to say for himself. That's right, but before we can do that, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to support the JWF on Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Get you access to tons of exclusive content from all of the BS Network shows and pick up merchandise for your favorite JWF superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. New year, new faces on t-shirts. Same old faces, same t-shirts. Buy them. <laughs> that is right, but until next time, He's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.